Hello and welcome. This is our Gulfstream Park All Turf Pick 3 show for Saturday, December 9th. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, back from the Sonoran Desert, back in the Brooklyn bunker once again. Kind of wishing I was in Florida. It's a little chilly here, but uh, excited to talk about this bet. Definitely got off to, uh, you know, it was a soft launch. Like we said, uh, there were some ADWs, had some issues, etc. I'm insured things are going to be going much smoother going forward. This is a bet we're really excited about and willing to forgive bumps in the road when people are doing things that are player friendly, like having the $3 minimum, like having the 15% takeout. And we have actually a better little window today, too. The bet's not taking place over the course of as many hours as last week. To talk about this bet with me, we bring in a man who's coming to us from another place that's uh, kind of chilly, place I'll be visiting early next week, Saratoga Springs. He's Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, JK? Yeah, the temperature's a little bit cold, but the, uh, the 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 early spring, early or the late spring, early summer excitement is warming up with the announcement of of the the Belmont up here. It's been it's been it's been all over the news, so it's going to be pretty interesting. Even looked at, just as an exercise for fun, looked at some hotels. Pete, the Hampton Inn right there downtown, uh, twelve hundred dollars a night, and oh. the Adelphi for their regular room, twenty nine hundred dollars. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just nuts. But there is a reason why the phone was ringing off the hook and the degenerate flop house is already full. Remember your days staying in the degenerate flop house, JK? Aren't you happy you now have fancy uh, digs across town? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've upgraded uh, to, to, to a place where I'm the only person, the only adult man sleeping in the house. I'll say that much. <laughs> What about uh, what about your guest room? Has it already been claimed for 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 Belmont at Saratoga? No, not yet. We, it hasn't happened yet. But uh, you know, you got there's a there's a committee here. You got to get through Jovanina and Rigatoni, um, <laughs> and I think Austin. I think we're gonna have Austin, so he'll have his first oh, triple cool. crown race um, appearance, which it just works out easy. He knows the racetrack. He knows, he knows here where he's got his own room. It, you know, not, you know, it's just easy for him for this to be his, his maiden voyage. So, um, yeah, so there's only, there's only one extra room. So the, the, the applications will start getting accepted soon. We'll have to do some sort of live show. Clearly we'll have to figure out the details on that sponsorship open at the moment, though. Of course we'll give first dibs to our friends at medallion Taylor made, but I was wondering if it might mean missing a Darby, but uh, if, if Vanessa would consider coming over for it anyway, these are production meetings we should have later in the show right now. All horse racing eyes on Florida. The Gulfstream uh, Championship meet underway. I'm already much sooner than Belmont. Super pumped to be coming down for Pegasus. Tickets on sale for that. You can check out the Gulfstream website for all the details. I understand we're going to have you back in the mix for that one, which should be a lot of fun. Vanessa was talking about making the trip over as well. So it could be a very, very cool uh, winter here with the action centered very much in South Florida. And I know like me, JK, you're very excited about these all turf pick threes. Yeah. Look, I, anytime we talked about it on the previous show, anytime these racetracks uh, take some initiative to do some things that are a little bit more player friendly, you, you sat around and the talk of, of the RTIP was the computer uh, wagering, you know, the CAWs and, and yep. computer automated, computer, computer automated wagering teams that are out there. And, and uh, some of the things that uh, we might need to adjust in, in order to help. One of those things is low takeout, high minimums uh, are, are not computer friendly. Uh, remember, the computer teams focus a lot on the, on their rebate. 
Uh, a lot of their play is centered around that. And a lot of their play is centered around efficiency and being able to efficiently cover combinations uh, in, in a way to kind of just take pennies off the table you know, with their rebate as well. And just trying to break even this makes it a lot harder with a low, low takeout. That means the rebate's not going to be as high. And then when you have that higher minimum, it's harder to kind of cover all the necessary combinations in order to be quote unquote, as efficient as possible. So uh, this is, is something that we, uh, that we'll always support. Definitely. Let's dive in to these races. Feel like we could go on a on a tangent. One other quick thing I'll say. I won't do the full tangent, but that also a cool thing about the pick three, even with the higher minimum, I think you're going to put more money into the hands of the the average player. You're going to be able to have a higher strike rate because it's a pick three. Every leg you add increases level of difficulty. One of the things we're seeing is more level of difficulty, more leverage to computers. So the fact that this is only a three-leg exotic, that's not going to be as appealing to them anyway. In terms of game selection, this is where you want to be, people. And it all kicks off with race number six on Saturday. We got stakes action at Gulfstream. This is the wait a while we're going that uh, seven and a half distance at Gulfstream for these two-year-old fillies with a hundred thousand in the pot. I have a. I, I'm hoping we can get into a debate in this race, J.K. And I think uh, we'll know if we can get to a debate or not when I ask you one simple question: Are you with number seven Osara, or are you against? No, I'm. I'm tossing the horse. I won't even use the horse. Good, the value good. Of this I'm wager. with. This is what okay, I was going to say. So you make the anti case. Yeah, yeah, I'm tossing. Um. Well, I think if you look back, there's one thing for me. This horse has won one time, um, and, and like many of these, has won one time, but has also been beaten twice. Uh, and the last time it was beaten, I didn't really see a reason as to why Ozara got beaten. I thought it had a nice trip race. that day. Very slow. I, 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 watching that tape, I just didn't think it was a genuine account of her ability. That's my theory. Of, of- but it was a slow race, but she got a nice trip pocketed trip in there and just didn't really find when they needed. Now, so my point is, is that if you look at that original race, I remember this race distinctly. This was the second race run at Saratoga on that day. Uh, No, I'm sorry. It was the first race run at Saratoga on that day. The second race was Ways and Means. In this race that Ozara ran, she had an absolutely perfect ride by Tyler. In fact, the wind star ride of the week that week was Tyler Gaffillon's ride on Ozara. That's how good the ride was after every ride at Saratoga. This is the one that we all kind of as a, as a production staff voted on to get ride of the week. That's how good it was. It took that perfect trip for this horse to win because I remember because they beat Chad's horse. It, it was a, I, I can't remember the name of the horse. It was a Mendelssohn Philly. Um, I'm going to go blank on it. I had it pulled up, but I lost it now. So I'll find it while I talk really slow. It was a way the risk. Yes. So my point is, is that it took a perfect trip for Ozara to win her first race. And in two subsequent starts, she was not able to win. She's going to be extremely overbet because of the connections. And she's going to be completely overbet considering all of those things. I'm going to use the six. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that. I would go Miliat. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the six, um, who I know they they like a little bit. They hope that's gonna run well, and the ten buttercream babe towards the outside, uh, who who, you know, had no shot after breaking slow in the uh, in the Breeders' Cup, but does have some nice races prior to that. And I'm gonna try to beat the seven, who I do think people will try to lean on in here, and I think that's where the value comes. For me, I just felt like, you know, especially on the racing flow numbers, super slow pace last time. The winner was in front of her the whole way. 
And, and I just don't think she was seen to great effect under those circumstances. I think here with the ability to sit back a little bit more like in that debut, not too far back, but not, you know, right up in the vanguard. I think there's enough speed. It's going to set it up for, we'll go head to head. I'll give you the field against Ozara for a beer when I'm up in Saratoga next week. Are you game? Always. <laughs> for the record, I probably will have some backups on Buttercream Babe, who I thought was the obvious one. And on your say-so, might do same with Miliot. But I, I just, I, I, I was interested to see with, uh, with with Ozara where you stood. And I was sort of hoping we'd be oppo. And we got there. Let's talk about, oh, I see I almost habitually went to race number seven. But that's not what we're doing here because this is the all-turf pick three. We're going to go to a maiden race for two-year-olds which is going a mile race number eight, three thirty-two. the scheduled post time for this one. And we've got a big full field. I had a couple of ideas. Uh, I'll start with this one. The, the, uh, the captain obvious horse is number two. Um, do I have that right? Yes. Number two air invasion. I thought this horse just looked strong on numbers. It was a bit against the flow last time. The winner came back to run third in a stake. Well posted all that jazz. I have a goofy one for you here. And this is, um, it'll lead me to asking you a question, a specific question of, you know, how much certain factors matter to you. But I was a little bit interested just on bloodlines in the number nine pet mat. Candy rides such an outstanding sire. They run on anything. And then on the damn side pedigree, there's just a lot of turf here, including a runner like Stolen Base, who was a stakes winner as a juvenile. Now, what's the downside? Well, the downside is, in my life, Jonathan, I'm not sure if I've ever seen Jose D'Angelo win a turf race. But I think since this horse is going to be 15, 20 to 1, I don't care. And I'm going to throw it in. Do you care? Would Let's say you were going to like Pet Nat in this spot. Would those Jose D'Angelo uh, turf numbers put you off backing a horse like this regardless of price? I mean... Sure. I mean, it's, it's definitely not something you want to see. It also depends. I know you're just kind of, you know, you, you weren't being like overly like declarative, but like, it depends on how bad that those numbers actually are. Right. Like, I mean, and, and let's, you know, I've, I've, I've started to kind of start to hit it. Let's go, let's go surface. Let's go turf. Um, you know, overall he's a 14% turf trainer, um, in the last five years, right. He's got 44 wins out of uh, 313 starts. So, I mean, that's not like, I can't trust you at all. You're the worst oh, guy I've ever seen. Good. It's the it's the first it's the first turf numbers that are that are yucky. I think. Um. Okay. So we'll go first time turf. Yeah. Well, he's so he's zero for eight. So he's only tried it eight times, and the prices of the horse he's tried it with thirty one to one, thirty seven to one, seventeen to one, fifty eight to one, twelve to one, fourteen to one, seven to one, five to one. It's not like he's ever had a shorty trying to do it, right? I just, that's not enough for me to take it. Look, if the horse is 10 to one, then okay. Yeah, sure. But the horse is going to be a huge number in here. So who gives a shit if like they can, <laughs> do, do you see what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter at all. I'm glad you're giving me, you're, you're making me feel better about the pick. No, I, I wouldn't look, I, I think that you, I think that you get away. You let stuff like that affect you when the price is problematic, but when the price isn't a problem, you know, of course, because here's the thing. If that horse was trained by Jorge Abreu, that exact same horse, the horse would be six to one, five to one, four to one. So, it, but you're getting paid for it not being with Jorge Abreu or Chad Brown or Christoph Clement. You know what I mean? 
I do. So the first turf number printed in the form underneath is zero for 37. You got to figure there's some bad luck in there, though, when you're looking at overall turf numbers like the ones that you cited. So I'm going with my man Jose uh, and Pet Matt as a backup to the number two air invasion. How do you see it? Yeah, I'm in a single air invasion. Um, you know, it's it's one of those situations where I'm going to single air invasion here. Um, I, I've got the clever opinion in the first leg, and then I'm going to lock up the last leg. Air invasion is a is a half, as I'm sure people had have put into uh, have, have figured out. This is a half the big invasion. Big invasion obviously was a very is a very talented sprinter, um, but air invasion is out of a curling mare, so you like to think the distance isn't going to be that big of a deal. Um, I thought ran well enough, kind of like a, you know, if you watch that race, didn't really pick up very much. So it kind of feels like a horse that might appreciate the stretch out. And then my favorite thing with horses stretching out is them drawing inside on turf races and turf races. And the reason I like that so much is because when you have a horse like air invasion, this horse is going to get covered up. Um, you're going to pop away from there. They, they've got some, some, some sprint speed to be able to hold position. They're going to get covered up. They're going to save ground. And when that hole opens, they're going to have that turn of foot from that sprint, uh, the sprint race, also the sprint pedigree with big invasion to get out of that situation and should be tough to beat with that last speed figure. I'm going to single the tube air invasion. I, I love it. I get it. Maybe some verticals with trying to get that nine up in if, there. And some if, if the 15 draws in, you might want to consider it's a city of light who I think is going to be a sneaky turf stallion. Um, it's Todd Pletcher. It's I rad. The horse has been working um, at Palm beach downs. So I, I, look, I, I, if this horse draws in, but you know, they're pretty far They're They, they need two, two scratches, three scratches to get in. So I think that might be kind of asking for a lot, but maybe one to put in your tracker if you like, you know, if, and you're following along, whether you use the, you know, there's several commercial ones out there, including uh DRF and Equibase and maybe a horse to take a look at a little bit later down the line. And that uh, City of Light angle, certainly one that's going to be coming up a lot. We've got one more stakes race to talk about on this Saturday Gulfstream card. It's the pulpit for the two-year-old Colts going seven and a half, sort of the, the brother version of the other race. 100,000 in the pot once again. JK, you said you're going to lock this one up. I wonder if that means you don't have a uh, a ton of confidence in i'm sure one of your horses is noted but i'm curious how many more you need in addition what's your spread if it is a spread look like in this last race yeah i mean i'll use noted the, the name recognition is going to have this horse be over bet so but you know uh, what this horse has accomplished on the racetrack you have to take into consideration i'll use the two liam's journey for maker drawn inside should be able to save some ground around there and i thought ran well last time despite having a little bit of a troubled trip in the pilgrim so I'll use the two Liam's journey, and then I'll also use the five palm tree, um, who uh, has a nice race um, back in September Yes, at Kentucky Downs, um, kind of stuck down on the inside. I thought ran extremely well, and, and look, uh, on these airwaves, we, we, we highlight often um, how, how good that I think we both think Brendan Walsh is. And so I, I think this is a really talented horse as well. So I'll use those three horses in, in what we call a lockup race where, where I feel like if I can get my other two legs accomplished, which I think are a little bit more of, 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 a, of a leap of faith, right? You're, you're tossing the favorite in the first leg. You're singling a horse, a lightly raced horse um, who's stretching out in the second leg. But then here in this last leg, if one of these three gets beat, I can put my head on my pillow at night and, and say, I got myself into a great position and I wasn't going to probably find the winner. 
I completely agree with absolutely everything. Palm tree, I made the top pick. Just some very basic handicapping here. First time gelding, one thing I'll mention. But also, this horse got within. I mean, it was a seventh-place finish, but within two and a quarter, despite getting stuck in a phone booth last time against Noted at a key stage. So, uh, yeah, Palm Tree looks super. Noted is needed, but probably, like you said, the least value of the three, given the the famous name. But getting back onto the good surface wouldn't be a surprise at all. Not one I'm going to be a hero and try to beat. And you made the Liam's Journey case as well. Call it 582 for me to close things out on this Saturday card. If you want more, you there's loads more. We've got a Players Podcast, which will be up uh, right around the time that this show goes up, so you can listen to that. And then we're going to be back for Sunday and another all-turf Gulfstream Pick 3 show. That's going to do it for this edition. Stick with us. Find something else uh, to, to listen to and uh, join us along, and then come back and check out that Sunday show whenever I eventually get it popped up. This show's been a production of In The Money Media. I'm Peter Thomas, for Natal, for Jonathan Kinchin. May you win all your photos. <laughs>